Enter now the age of apocalypse, Shiga, with your hosts, Dayspring and Scott Free. Hello, Power of X-Men family. We are here today to speak to Marvel writer Jason Liu. Jason, thank you for, for joining us. Hey, man, thanks for having me. Finally. <laughs> yeah, we, we've been trying to set this up for uh, for a <laughs> while. But uh, as, as always with podcasts, scheduling is just like the bane of existence. But, you know, I'm glad we we're finally able to, to lock this down. And most importantly, this is the week that issue one of the century came out. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, that's this is my first series in print with Marvel. So I'm kind of relieved with the reception it's it's getting right now, <laughs> which kind of reassures that I will have uh, a future with Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's you, it's uh, Luigi Zagaria. Mm-hmm. And Arthur Arthur Hesley. Arthur Hishley, yeah. Hesley. Fantastic colorist. It was a beautiful issue. I got it at my, my local comic book shop. And like I, you know, listeners, I, I am old enough to remember the original Century uh series. <laughs> and like that blew my mind back in the day. And this was it was both great as someone who was like fan of like the Robert the Reynolds Century, but also just to have this like reimagining. I have to ask, did you pitch the Sentry to Marvel, or did they come to you? They they came to me with the premise, because we, we already know that he's dead, and he and, and, and we've seen where he is in the afterlife, and, and Alana Smith, the editor, she presented me the idea of, how about if we introduce, like, just a bunch of strangers that happen to have Sentry's powers, and I thought this, I mean, I'm one, I was like, I'm not really crazy about, to, to be honest, I'm not crazy about the century character. Yeah. Even back when I was in high school when like when he first came out and my friend, best friend tried to excite me about the character. And, you know, like I'll, I'll catch wind of him through the major events where he's like this very unhinged character. But the idea that I, get to introduce some new characters into the Marvel universe, like add like my fingerprint in, in this world. I thought that was pretty neat. And I just love the work that goes into building a character. I, I was mentored by Larry Hama for, okay. for a short period. Uh, and like, for those that don't know, like yeah, Marvel editor who, who created G.I. Joe, the uh, real American hero and where he, he he created like dossiers of all these characters, like there there was maybe like two hundred GI Joes and and Cobras, and and he, he wrote all the file cards and and everything. And his mantra, uh, like what makes a good story, are strong characters. Yeah. So what I did was was just try to do like character studies. Of, of these characters, try to make them as authentic as possible so readers can relate and be like, I know this person, like this, this is someone that I know, like I, I can, I probably see my neighbor in this person or, or someone at work in this person, etc. Um, so yeah, like uh, I, my goal was to, to try to 
um, tell a very grounded story with with all these different characters, different voices, um, wrapped around in the century umbrella. We we met three, um, you know, spoilers for the issue. If you haven't read it yet, go read it, then come back and finish the episode. Uh, <laughs> but we meet um, three uh, holders of part of the century's power. Yeah, I mean, you created a character, uh, Ryan Topper, um, who, uh, again, you know, if you've read the issue, um, looks like he has possibly some of the bad bits of the century <laughs> um, uh, in him, uh, being set up possibly as the villain of the uh, the whole story. Um, it's It was really just, like, neat to meet these characters Um from the get-go, including, um, you know, and seeing some old Marvel characters like Jessica Jones and uh, Misty Knight. You know it's always going to be a good time when Misty Knight shows up. A, a lot of fun writing those two characters. Uh, I wrote them like like Law and Order characters, like just, just butting heads while also investigating all these mysteries. I don't know if I was expecting Misty to come in like as hard as she did. And, and there's definitely a reason for that. She's someone that has handled Bob Reynolds' century and, and the, the Jeff Lemire run. Yeah. And, you know, her experiencing his powers firsthand and to know that these powers are in random people that she does not know about. The predictable factor behind that, it, it just adds lots of anxiety to her. So yeah, uh, there's definitely a reason why she she's being like a she's she's playing a bad cop in uh, the Odd Couple with uh, with Jessica Jones. <laughs> and we also got to meet Mallory, who really fascinating character. It's rare that we get to see a character with sort of a, a visible physical disability. I, I found someone who is tangential to like the media field. I also found her, her sort of day job of creating clickbait articles was giving me like PTSD flashbacks. So I, <laughs> I respected that. <laughs> and finally, Farhad, you know, relevant to this pod is a mutant. It looks like. Mm -hmm. when, when you're writing these characters in the Marvel Universe, like everything needs to be connected in some way with, with what's happening and, and all the other titles. So Farhad was, was my tie-in to, to all the X-Books of what, what's been going on with Orcus and, and for anyone that lives in that oppressed situation. So yeah, he, he, he's someone that's trying to keep a low profile by, you know, pretending that he's an inhuman, not mutant and so far that's that's worked out with them before issue number one i got a good laugh particularly with all that's been going on with like miss marvel and everything when he's just like no 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 I'm, I'm an inhuman you don't have to worry about it and it's like yeah orcus doesn't seem to be big fans of the inhumans either but we'll see yeah yeah <laughs> you know this is a this is a four issue four issue series and you've written for for marvel you've written the some unlimited arcs and it's just like what was like the transition like going from sort of doing the purely digital scrolling to doing a more traditional marvel method comic it's very refreshing because when i first got hired into marvel like i i did a few like page fill-ins here and there in print 
like for X Corp for uh, a Fantastic Four anniversary issue and New Mutants and, and Marvel Voices. But then Caitlin O'Connell, she's the editor that that looks after like Marvel Meow and and all the Marvel Pet stuff. She she was the one that introduced me to the Infinity series with Lucky the Pizza Dog. So I got to write, draw, color this little short, and it was like that was a learning experience because I was still learning. I was, it, it was like first, it, it was on the job training, <laughs> learning how to write and draw a vertical scroll comic. Yeah. And then looking back at that, I was like, I could see where I could like make the panels even bigger to really take advantage of the vertical scroll of, of, of the, the eye you know, like just keeping in mind of of the screen resolution of a iPhone. So Lauren Amaro, she approached me to do five issues of X Men Unlimited, and she was like, "You like we're, we're giving you five issues that you can write, draw, do whatever you want. You can pick any X Men you want. This is all going to be canon." I was like, "Oh, wicked!" Uh, <laughs> and you know, like. For any X-Men fan, like people would be like, oh, like I want to pick my my favorites, like Wolverine and, and Cyclops and or, or like all the other, uh, other heavy hitters. And I was like, no, man, like I, I want to go with one of my favorites, Jamie Madrox, because yes. I think there's a lot to be explored with this character, uh, a lot to have fun with it, because the thing is, it's like you can he's so multifaceted with so many personalities, so many different experiences. And I thought, wouldn't this be like a, a good time for him to finally reunite with Strong Guy and and see if I can build this back into the X Factor that I enjoyed with uh, X Factor Investigations? Um, so yeah, I, I got to write three issues of Jamie Madrox and, and Strong Guy, uh, as well as a Lila Cheney episode where she goes on a a dating show, yeah, and uh, there there is the Jubilee um, birthday episode where she reunites with Generation X. So through those five issues, that's where I, I really got a good grasp of really, um, yeah, taking advantage of the the long pan shots, and then uh, and then after that, I was like. Uh, I, I would just bug Lauren. I would be like, "Hey, I got another idea for for a Jamie Madrox story to continue <laughs> from his last misadventures," and, uh, and yeah, I'll would, I would just pitch her emails uh, of uh, I would email pitches to her, and then she would get back to me, and and there'd be greenlit moments where I would not expect that they would actually happen because because <laughs> I like I would not hear like for like a couple months or so and then and she'd be like hey sorry like I, I got buried in all, all these emails finally saw yours and and yeah let's make this happen yeah so so I, I had him like go up in space with the star jammers which was a lot of fun I got to do pretty much like everything I wanted <laughs> with, with Jamie Madrox but it, it was in the cons- restrictions of page limits of, yeah. of a unlimited comic because yeah you, you can only tell like five pages worth of, of story in each in each issue so yeah i had to try to cram as much of my Im- ambitious stories into that that page limit 
back to your question of like how was it like you know returning sure. to print man like I, I i got to really just write extensively like go get much more deeper into these characters uh, especially the, the the century characters because um you know the, these are new characters that that no one knows of and and i only have like x amount of pages to to try to convince the fans like th like this is why you need to care about th these characters before something happens to them um so yeah i i, I really like that challenge and, and and to like yeah really uh um uh, yeah d dive into everyone all, all the characters backstories and and write some lengthy dialogue because in the in the infinity comics uh word balloons are also uh limiting like you, you can only fit so many words and in, in an infinity comic so writing the century I, I would like question myself can i fit in like three word balloons in this one panel and then i would look at like immortal x-men and see kieran like fit eight like word balloons in one <laughs> in one panel be like if if they can do that well yeah right? three or four should be fine I, I should be safe but at the same time i don't want to um i don't want to block the visuals as well because like me at like like coming into comics as both an artist and writer like i want the fans i want readers to appreciate the art as well so like sure um yeah i'm, I'm very conscious about like not being not putting too much words to to cover up beautiful beautiful visuals by luigi um i i'm i'm a huge madrox fan i'm a jamie madrox cosplayer you managed to create two of my new favorite dupes and those are captain madrox <laughs> and the random dupe in the casino who is betting against strong guy during <laughs> the fight i'm just like these are the, this is the dark side of Jamie, and I I, I love to see it out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was not sure how like dark we could go, especially like in, in this era of Marvel, because I know like there was a lot that like Peter was able to get away with back yeah. then in, in X Factor, but like now it's like I mean it's it's really cool that we do get to see that darker that darker side of, of Jamie and he's still out there. He's, he's in space somewhere. And yeah, you know, it's only going to be a matter of time before he is loose and he uh, runs amok in, in space again, maybe with the Kree army, who knows? <laughs> well, it, it was also, um, you know, you got to write Layla Miller um, and that was really, I mean, Layla popped up in X Corp. But this was really probably the most we've seen of Layla Miller during the Krakoa era, and I thought that was also also great to get a view of their their home life, their dynamic. Uh, when the Fantastic, you had the Fantastic Four come and crash, or well, not crash, but come over for dinner, and it was just it it was a real nice. Um, you really hit their voices. I thought just like like beautifully. Oh, thanks, man. Like, uh, no, that that really means a lot. Like, uh, from one Madrox fan to another <laughs> Madrox fan. One of the challenges of of uh, of writing a uh, a Jamie Madrox story is like, I mean, he, he's he's definitely a lot of fun when you're just writing him on his own. 
but it's now established that he's a father <laughs> and yeah. and he, he he's he's got a wife and you, you got to roll with that but also at the same time it's like yeah jamie's got responsibilities and you know like you look back at like all his past antics it's like no you, you you've got to own up to that now like you're a father and 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 i thought wouldn't this be an interesting story now to like continue off from where peter david wrote him and sure. especially teeny and 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 just like really show that home life and and what better way by comparing his home life to the first family of marvel's home life and i thought that was a lot of fun i didn't think i would get away with with fitting the fantastic four in this this little x-men unlimited arc but yeah, I, I got to see Tom Brevoort on on. Uh, I, I got to see him at New York Comic Con, and you know, tell him like how grateful I am to him that he allowed me to to use these characters. Person, he was like, "Yeah, like I I I, I didn't see why not. Like, yeah, there was not there was nothing wrong with the script. Like, yeah, like that's that's gonna be wild." <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, I mean that that's that's awesome. That I mean that that's." I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> um, especially like since like he only had like three notes for me on uh, for that for that story arc, and, and it was and it was mainly like just dialogue for the thing. Like he just wanted to, to make sure my my thing. Uh, <laughs> no, that sounds <laughs> weird on a podcast <laughs> by Ben Grimm. That also sounds weird. Uh, he, he he just want he wanted to make sure Ben Grimm sounded authentic as possible. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> there's there's a specific kind of like Ben Grimm like dialogue, and yeah, no, I completely get that. Yeah, I mean it's it's full circle too. Jamie debuted in a Fantastic Four comic, and now they're coming over for dinner. It's funny because. Uh... Ryan North uh, is also a, a Toronto local. Told him like, "Hey, did any of the the editors like tell you that I'm I'm working on this?" And he was like, "No," because like he like he's busy working on his his fantastic story arc. But like when he found out, he was like, "Man, if there's only a way like I could fit like this tie in, like had everything planned out." And I was like, "Well, like I already got my story already done. <laughs> it's just being colored." But uh, yeah, I, I felt it 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 made us even closer as friends me and ryan um so yeah like like we we we, we, we you know would get to hang out and i and i kind of like see myself i'm i'm the jamie and he's the reed like he because like ryan is just a very he's a very uh cultured intelligent being <laughs> and here i am i'm just like this this guy that's all over the place <laughs> but like getting to know him um as, as a as a writer and a friend like it makes me feel well i, I get to see him <laughs> as a human being too and, and be like oh wow like it's it, like the things that he goes through as a writer uh and and are the same hurdles as mine and it's like right. wow like we are alike so i i um that that's uh that's I, I I just love seeing that parallel between our friendship with with Reed and Jamie. Uh, 
as, as someone who's often the Jamie in a relationship as well, I I know 100% what you're talking about. And, uh, you know, we're we're making it. Well, do you have like, do you have any other upcoming, you know, projects that you can talk about or, you know, or anything? So Century Edition number two comes out next year, January 10th. Um, I got to work on um, some new Infinity comics as part of this 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 big crossover. It's it's the first time we're, we're doing a crossover within the Infinity comics with uh, uh, Preeti uh, Chibrar, Alex Segara, um, Jay Holtman, no Holtham, and uh, and Carla Pacheco as the ringleader. Uh, of this this big crossover and, and it's all related with with uh, with with Loki and and I, I had lots of fun with it because like each writer got to just pick two characters from the Marvel toolbox and I picked Shang-Chi and Terax the tamer uh cuz I, I that's thought a team up. Yeah, well, no, or, or, or it, it's it's definitely a mighty showdown because, um, yeah, I, I wanted to see Shang Chi face off against someone that's completely out of his wheelhouse, like not a martial artist. He, he's a Galactus Herald, <laughs> um, yeah. and and yeah, like let, let's see them go at it and see how this this would uh how this would turn out. So that's going to, uh, so I wrote a two parter uh, with those two characters and that's coming out around Christmas, <laughs> the last two weeks of December. So yeah, find that on Marvel unlimited. Plenty of uh, Christmas and holiday reading for, for everyone involved and uh, make sure to go out and support your local comic book shop, pick up the century Issue number one just came out just this week and pick up issue number two in the new year. Jason, thank you again for, for taking the time to sit down with us. Well, thanks for having me on your show. <laughs> Definitely. And uh, we got to get you back in the future. Oh, most deaf. Most deaf. There'll be more things to talk about. <laughs> Listeners, uh, as always, you can find Power of X-Men on Instagram at uh, Power of X-Men. And you can find me at uh, Mr. Scott Free.